time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. I've come to decide that can't is a very dangerous word. (laughs) I've heard it so many times used in a way of capping somebody's progress, whether they're saying it to themselves or to somebody else. I've seen it between couples where one says, you can't do that or I can't do this. And I've watched it as parents have said to a child, you can't do that. And I've watched it in companies where different levels have said to other levels, you can't do that or I can't do this. Enough to see that can't is a break. It creates a break in the process that slows you down. It's as if sometimes people are going along hoping to do the best, you know, happy and ready to take on that big, big task, that big challenge, suddenly up pops can't and the brakes go on and suddenly you find yourself at a standstill, whether somebody says to you, you can't do it or whether you say in your own mind, I can't do it. And here's the thing. A lot of times can't is a lie. But when you say you can't, whether you say it as a parent or spouse or a child, or an employee, or an employer, or management, or anywhere else in life, you've automatically limited the other person. There's a saying about, you know, if you say can't, get out of the way of the people who can. Get out of the way of the people who will. And that's part of what happens sometimes. We, we begin to limit what's possible around us, missing the fact that a lot of times the barriers are purely mental and that there is only a matter of working around it. The big example in my mind about things like that is the four-minute mile. If you know that story, you know that for a long time, many people believed it was impossible for people to break, to run faster than four minutes in a mile. And so many people believe that, that it never happened until one day somebody did it. And as soon as somebody did it, it's not like all of the gene pool of the runners changed or the muscle structure changed or they necessarily were even eating better, but they knew they could do it. And suddenly the cap was taken off. You may not know it, but for a long time, there was a belief among engineers that uh, we couldn't go too fast in a car or a train because our bodies couldn't handle it. And now we know that that our bodies can handle a lot more, and so our our trains and our cars go faster and faster. And that's all based in a mentality that said, you can't do that. And then somebody pushed a little harder. This has been the nature of progress, that all of those can'ts are challenged by somebody saying, I think I can. I have a better idea on how to do it. When there's a can't, though, there's a natural barrier that you have to get beyond in order to see if it's possible. If you've been watching lately with the marathon training, you know that they are attempting now to break the two-hour marathon, not the four-minute mile, but the two-hour marathon. A two-hour marathon is running 26.2 miles in two hours, and it's been believed to be impossible, and yet there are people who are hovering just seconds within breaking that record. My guess is as soon as that record is broken, Lots of others will begin to do it. Not everybody, but not everybody can run a four-minute mile. The fact is, we now know humans can do those things. Humans can go at great speeds and climb to great heights and build great things and do all kinds of amazing things once we get beyond can't. I can't is when we limit ourselves. 
And I've come to believe that there are really four types of these can'ts. And three of them we need to understand, and one of them we need to challenge ourselves about. So let's talk first about the you can'ts. Sometimes you can't means you don't see a way. And this is about our own mental block. Sometimes it's about our own despair. It's often about our lack of knowledge or imagination. It's just not seeing how that's possible to, to do. Inventors challenge that every day in our culture where they decide that, that you can't is the beginning of a challenge to see what can be done. A lot of times, you can't is based in a, a lack of knowledge and despair over where things are stuck. Not an impossibility, but we have to find ways around that. And if you look at the great inventors, they were constantly challenging the belief of you can't and then you fill in the blank. Lack of knowledge can be replaced with knowledge. Imagination can help us move beyond to see bigger possibilities. So the first you can't is you don't see a way, but that doesn't mean there isn't a way. Sometimes you can't means you don't want them to do it. Sometimes it's because you see it as an advantage, unfair or not, that, that we believe that that person who is threatening to do that shouldn't be allowed that because they'll some, somehow get ahead of us or get ahead of where they should be. This has marked our culture in the limits based on gender and nationality and lots of other factors where we believe that somebody can't see that because we don't want them to. Sometimes people do that with their spouse. You, know, you can't do that because part of what they fear is that they'll be more successful than the relationship can manage. Sometimes I see it in parents who limit their kids because they want an outcome for their child. They see an outcome for their child that the child doesn't want to move towards. Maybe they see a doctor, an attorney in their future when the child sees something else, an engineer or a teacher. And there is a battle between what one person wants for that person and what the other person wants for themselves. And sometimes it's about advantage, but sometimes it's about uh, just kind of a desire of where someone should be. And a lot of times we say that because we're upset that somebody's not following the rules. I remember when I first ran into Tim Ferriss' story. Tim Ferriss has written a number of best-selling books, and he is considered to be a life hacker. He figures out the shortcuts. And Tim decided that he wanted to be a champion kickboxer. So he studied and realized there was this little loophole. The loophole was that if the opponent fell out of the rings a certain number of times, the other person won automatically. Now, most people didn't fight by that. They were fighting with their kicks and their hits. And so he would get into a match and suddenly he was pushing them out of the ring. And he won <laughs> a lot of, of tournaments because he figured out the loophole. And people said, you can't do that. You can't become an excellent, excellent kickboxer. You can't become a tournament winner in a short amount of time. Well, Tim found a way because he figured out that there was a loophole in the rules. Sometimes we don't want somebody to do that, but when they find a shortcut, they figure out a way you can do it. Then there's the you can't that really means you're scared. You're uncomfortable with the direction somebody's taking. You don't know what to do with that, and you want something else for them. That happens a lot of times with parents and with spouses and with people that are important to us. Where we're saying, you can't do that, it's really about that fear. So many times I've watched, particularly couples, limit each other's activities because they have a built-in fear over what might happen from that. 
You can't is not a great way of limiting someone, though, because it doesn't mean that the desire goes away within them. It just means that the, uh, the disrespect grows and the despair grows. So instead of finding a way of limiting, we find a way of uh, making a mess of the relationship, of creating a strain in the relationship that doesn't need to be there. So then there are the I can'ts. And I believe that there are four types of I can'ts. The first one is about something being improbable. I'm not going to say impossible because at some point somebody's going to prove me wrong, but I can't do something. And what's improbable or impossible is because it violates the laws of physics or biology. For instance, I can't breathe underwater. Now, as a scuba instructor, I figured out that I can take equipment into the water with me and I can breathe but I'm using something else. I don't have the gills or I don't have the capacity that a fish would have. So it's not naturally there. I can't, I can't breathe underwater without mechanical assistance. I can't grow wings and go fly. Now, I could grab a hang glider and, and, and go at least glide, but I can't grow the wings and do that. It seems to be an impossibility, maybe an improbability. Maybe they'll hack something down the road in our biology that allows us to do that. But let's just say that the first type is because it's highly improbable that it could be done based on the laws of physics and biology. The second I can't is based in capability. It's our capacity of doing something, and capability changes over time. We become more capable of things. So a baby isn't capable of running until it's crawled and walked and then built the speed up. And so that's a capability that's built over time and skills. Capability is something that can be gained. So you may say, I can't do brain surgery. But if you're a first-year med student, that is true. And yet, if you continued your training and you continued your residency, and you continued your specialization, one day you might be doing brain surgery because you have gained the capabilities of it. Now, sometimes we can't gain the capabilities. I I can't play NFL football. I can't play baseball or any other professional sport. I'm not going to gain the capabilities of that. I could get better at the skills, but it's not likely I'm going to, at my age, suddenly gain the skills and, and reduce my age in order to be able to do that. And so capability sometimes really, truly limits us. We get to a capability that is beyond us at some point. I don't have the capability of being a pro ball player, nor do I particularly have a dream of that. And so sometimes we find over time that we can develop capabilities we didn't know were there. I've had many people tell me I'm not capable of having a great marriage, only for them to learn the skills of having a great relationship, and they build in the capability of that. I've had many people say I'm not capable of doing the job I want to do, and we discover that it's a matter of training of going and getting the the training necessary to get there. And once they have that, they have the capabilities. So our second can't is capability. The third can't is timing. That it hasn't happened yet. It doesn't mean it can't happen. It hasn't happened. And so many times people say, you know, I can't save my marriage. And I'll listen to their story. And when they tell me they can't save their marriage, I say, yet, that it's a matter of timing, of putting in the time and the energy to reconnect with a spouse that gets to a different place. Some of that is capability and timing. They often go hand in hand, but there is a place where it's about timing. You know, if a relationship has gotten very disconnected, it takes some time to get back there or 
you might say, well, you know, I can't get back in shape. And my response would be, yet it takes some time to get in shape. And this is one of the things I discovered in my own life when I was uh, getting back in shape. It wasn't instant. I couldn't suddenly turn my health around. It had taken time for my health to deteriorate, and it was going to take time to get my health back. That's just the nature of what happens. And many times, the time that it takes for something to get in trouble is the time it takes to get beyond it. So timing is a matter of putting in the energy and the effort in order to get to a different place. So sometimes our can't is really about the timing of it. The last one is the one that most concerns me. I can't is often I won't. I choose not to do something. It's I refusing to do something but excusing myself from doing it. I can't have that conversation, that difficult conversation with my boss, with my spouse, with my parents, with my child is often I won't. It's possible, entirely possible to walk in and have that conversation with somebody but the person is anxious about that, and so they don't do it. I can't end that relationship is often I won't end that relationship. I'm not willing to do what it takes to end that relationship. I can't change jobs as many times I won't change the job. I won't do the effort. I won't take the risk. I won't kind of take that on as a change to make. And in those cases, I can't is actually a choice that you don't know you're making. I won't is a choice. And so one of the things I suggest that when people are saying I can't to test out, are you talking about an impossibility? Have you said I can't over something that's just not possible and we don't need to worry about? Is it possible that you've made it about capability? That there's something there that you can continue to gain the skills. I can't do it now, but if I gain those capabilities, I'll be there. Is it possible that it's a timing issue? You can't do it at this point, but if you kept up the effort, you would get there. So you're having to put in the time and the effort and the energy to get there. Or is it an I won't? And if you can eliminate the impossibles, the capacity, capabilities, the timing issues, you're left with I won't. And my suggestion is you change it to I can't. And then you change it from I can't to I choose not to. And then you look at that and decide whether you're wanting to continue to choose not to, because that's an okay place to be. Once you realize that you're making a choice, once you realize that that is an option you're doing, that's okay. We don't have to do everything in life. We don't have to take on every challenge in life. Sometimes we can refuse to do things, and that's okay. But at least be able to claim that that's the case. To be able to say, you know what, I choose not to do that. Or you may look at it and go, wow, that makes me uncomfortable. And you choose to do that. You turn it around and move in that direction. Remember that can't is a limiting word. If you find yourself using it on someone else, ask the question, are you doing it because you don't see a way? Because you don't want them to? Or because you are scared about something? And if you turn it on yourself and you say, I can't, ask the question, am I talking about an improbability or impossibility? Am I talking about a capability that maybe I can build? Am I talking about a timing that I need to put in for in that effort? Or is it the I choose not to? And when you clarify that for yourself, the limits that happen with can't disappear.
This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best for a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.